Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode from Set and Stone, which is proudly brought to you by our sponsor, the Katana Jewel Cap. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode from Set and Stone, which is proudly brought to you by our sponsor, the Katana Jewel Academy. Today's episode is a real special one. It is the album of the year top 10 for 2021 list coming at you today. So stick around because that's coming right next on today's show. Welcome to today's episode. As I mentioned, today is the album of the year list from Set and Tone, the top 10 for 2021. Um, I hope you are as excited as I am to be talking to you today about the list. Um, I decided to do a top 10 rather than like a top 20. Um, in truth, could have probably put 20 in. There has been 20, if not more, uh, albums that I've enjoyed this year. Um, but what we'll do is we'll count down from 10 um, all the way down to number one so starting off um this the list of, in the top 10 of albums of 2021 for setting the tone is let me skip um still sucks now this was a late comer um to the party um some make a series 32 minutes of pure poop um some make a series 32 minutes of genius from let me skip what i would say is if you have been a fan of Limp Bizkit like I have for a long, long time and you've listened to a Limp Bizkit album from front to back, side to side, then I don't think this album will come as a shock to you. I think there's stuff and there's elements that have been taken that um, go into this album really, really well. Um, I'm just happy to have the guys back and I think they're phenomenal live. I think they're a great band in general. I know they're kind of... It's, it's a weird one with Limp Bizkit because it was a time where it was kind of like cool to hate Limp Bizkit, kind of like it is like the Nickelback argument now kind of thing um and now let's get it back everyone's talked about it. i don't think they've ever been talked about and streamed or played this you know much or whatever you want to call it in their, their career than they have done in this last i don't know six months or whatever so the album came out on halloween which kind of fred was kind of teasing the you know the, the album release prior to halloween i think they dropped um, dad vibes at a festival show they were playing it through the pa um, which is one of the tracks off the album um, which is really really cool for me the standout track on this album is um out of style why well simply that west ballroom riff and where he's just coming back up on the the tremor bar it's absolutely insane and i love where it um starts going down you know fred goes three two one um you know he introduces on he goes dj leaf it really opens it up well um i think the really powerful line and the probably the most powerful song i've ever heard on a limp biscuit record is we should be on the same team um it's actually quite i think reading a bit too much into it if i'm honest i think it's quite powerful for these times that we're all going through that with the way the pressure and the pandemic and everything that's ongoing with the pandemic to be on the same team to be united in a couple is really important and i know sometimes that's easier said than done because these are trying times indeed but yeah i really really enjoyed this album i had to put it in it is a late comer um, I know a lot of people consider this to be absolute poop, um, putting it politely. Um, and there's a lot of people that are not really that big of a fan of it. But for me, yeah, it's a little short. It's 32 minutes. But let's be honest, I think we're all pretty much on the same track these days that a lot of people's um, attention spans have dropped off over time. And no one seems to be 
too inclined, or should I say, not many people seem to be inclined to be listening to like a, a 50, 60 minute album like the good old days. But yeah, if you haven't checked this one out, go and check it out. It's on, um, it's not a physical release, it's digital only, so it'll be on your digital platforms. Go and check it out. I absolutely love this um, album. Still sucks it out now, but I don't risk it. Um, counting down to number nine, the number nine album is You're Welcome by Day to Remember. Probably the one that's caused a lot of controversy. There's a lot of stuff around this band, and I'm not going to go into those reasons, but those familiar would know what I'm talking about. Um, for whatever reason, this album seems to take an age to come out, an absolute age. I remember hearing about this album, I think like 2019, uh, on the run up to it, and uh, it never materialised. I remember there were singles being dropped from the album, and um, the cool thing for me, just a personal memory, for those who don't know, I was uh, myself and my wife were going out to Florida in 2019, and we wanted to go to a show. I wanted to go to a gig. And there was a gig up in Jacksonville, we were staying in Orlando, and I think that's a bit of a distance, and we didn't hire a car, we chose not to hire a car, and it was just taking too much time to get to Orlando, to Jacksonville, and back again. Without, I think if we'd gone by plane or public transport, we might have lost, and staying over in a hotel, we might have lost a day and a half by like travel, accommodation, and whatnot, and it just wasn't feasible. A few weeks prior to going out to Orlando, a day to remember, that was uh, a, like a five-night residency at House of Blues, which was like a 10-minute journey from our hotel in Orlando on Disney property down to House of Blues because if those familiar again we know that in Walt Disney World that Walt Disney World pretty much encompasses a lot of Orlando so everything's kind of within the proximity um, but I snag tickets for the first night of the show which happened to be our last night and I absolutely love seeing Dave from one of my favourite fans but yeah it just seems to take an age for age to come out I'm not sure why and I think overall if I'm being completely transparent it's not one of the band's best in terms of heavy hitters it doesn't come out the gates was like a lot of sort of heavy breakdowns and you know make you want to kind of kind of I don't know, jump in a pit sort of thing um, but there were some amazing tracks and I think the songwriting on this album is for those that kind of just take a, a minute to stop bitching and whining about it and go oh it doesn't sound like homesick or uh, common cur anything like that common courtesy or previous albums there, there's some phenomenal songwriting on this you know stuff like last chance of dark um, last chance is a, a really great track. Um, Bloodsucker Resentment is absolutely awesome. Looks like hell even better, the, the guitar tones and the things that. Um, there's a track called, um, I think it's Fuck You Money, uh, and it's quite personal. It's, you know, kind of, you know, forgetting about the riches and the fame you've got and focusing on what's really important. And it's really, really cool. So, yeah, it's it's one of those that, for a lot of our day to, a day to remember fans, a lot of fans that like a day to remember, um, it's one of those albums that. A lot of people decide, oh, Rob, it will easily get forgotten. I kind of get where people are coming from. It did take a while to come out um, for whatever reason. You know, there was reasons about artwork. There was other things around the band that have been ongoing. But it's all right. It's a cool album. Um, by far, like I say, it's not the best, but it's one that you should certainly be checking out. Um, moving down the list, getting to our eighth album of 2021, is Mammoth by Wolfgang Van Halen. Now... For me alone, the artwork is absolutely phenomenal. I love this artwork. It kind of reminds me a lot of flicking through my dad's vinyl collection as a kid and you know seeing the artwork kind of blown up and what it looks like on a bigger scale. And I think I don't want to get too personal because I, I don't want to be offensive here, but for any person losing a parent, especially when you're the son of probably one of the world's, if not the world's best guitarist on the universe has ever seen, it's not an easy thing. 
But what Wolfgang Van Halen's done is, I don't know if this, if this was always in the works to put this band together, um, but after losing his dad, he came up with a really great track called Distance, which is a really powerful single. Put put together this album, put together this band. Uh, like I said, I don't know if it was already in the works prior to his dad's passing, um, or if it was something that he did afterwards, or what, you know. But it's a really great album, and I think a lot of people haven't really kind of, I, well, I feel a lot of people haven't really kind of touched on this album. And what I love about this album is it, it showcases Wolfgang's own talents. Now, I think the biggest thing that may or may not pee him off is that, unfortunately, with the with the, the name being a Van Halen, it's like being a footballer, like George Best's son or a racer driver, whatever, or being a, a son or a daughter of someone famous, you kind of expect it to be like your parents. If your parents was great at basketball, you're kind of like, well, you're the son or daughter, so you should be just as good. Um, and I think sometimes that's really unfair to kind of paint that as a society. We paint people in that sort of um, picture, if you like, and we don't let them be and make their own choices and make their own careers and stuff. And I think this album has allowed that. It's allowed Wolfgang to take, make his own steps, forge his own legacy. And it's a great rock album, it really is. And like I said, I've touched on how good distance is. Um, and like I said, alone, the, this artwork, artwork alone wins artwork of the year for me. I personally would recommend not buying this on CD, I'd recommend going find it on vinyl. Um, so you can really kind of gauge how cool this artwork is. It's so cool. Um, like just looking at, I think I love the uh, the crab and the bloke just kind of looking at you know, just like it's like he's come out of work and he's like, oh well, my day can't get any worse. Oh yeah, it can because some giant crabs taking my guy up. Um, but yeah, it's really really cool and it's a good album. Um, moving down this to the number seventh album of 2021 is Mars Kennedy, The Eyes of March. Now, the Ice of March, for those of you who don't know, is Mars Kennedy's second solo album, to my understanding. It's the follow-up from Year of the Tiger. Now, if I'm being really transparent with yourself, I didn't really kind of dig Year of the Tiger. It was acoustic-y. It was, and not because it was acoustic, it just didn't, it didn't really flow to me. It didn't really appeal to me. However, the Ice of March is fantastic. And without sounding rude or being disrespectful, it blows, it really does blow Year of the Tiger out the water, to be perfectly honest. And it's got some really great good, um, songwriting. It's got some great guitar tones. Uh, it's such a good listen. Um, I personally would recommend listening to the track Eyes of March. It's really delicate, really good listen. And again, buying this on vinyl. Um, I have this debate with a few people that I personally think that vinyl I, I sounds better in general. I feel like it's got this warmth and it's hard to explain the warmth of vinyl without you actually listening to it. And one of the things that I've done this year for 2021 is all the releases that I wanted to buy, I've bought on vinyl. And um, yeah, it's a really good album. It's just a really good kickback, enjoy album. You know, we're all familiar with what Miles Kennedy is about. Miles Kennedy is a very, very successful solo artist, uh, as well as um, teaming up with Slash um, and the Conspirators, as well as for, you know f um, being part of Alter Bridge, this great arena rock band. And I think that um, his solo work really does kind of step out of all those projects and just showcase Miles in a completely different light. So yeah, go and check out this one. Um, please do, I think you will enjoy it. The number six album of the list is As Everything Unfolds, um, within each live year. Now, for those that don't know, I was really, really lucky to speak with um, George and Owen from As, uh, As Everything Unfolds earlier this year. Um, that interview is out on Setting Tones um, list. You will find it on Apple or Spotify podcast or even Amazon. Um, or it's even it's still on, pod, it's on our hosting site, Podbean, who hosts our podcast for us. Uh, so big shout out to Podbean. Um, th these guys were a new band to me. I kept getting their singles drop into my emails from their PR. And I'm going to be really honest, I was kind of struggling a little bit to kind of really 
enjoy and commit myself because it kind of felt a little bit like dream state. Now I love dream state, and from not for one minute am I saying as everything involves a lot dream state, um, but it just kind of sounded like that. So it took a while to kind of get on board with it, and I'm glad I did because it's really one of the surprising albums this year. So Dead Rabble from this band, who are no doubt had a great year. They've been on the road. They played festivals across the summer. They've been on the road with Hog and Absence. They've just sold out. I'm going to give them a big shout out to these guys because they've just sold out their um, solo show, like a solo show. I say solo show, it's going to be with some support bands. <laughs> but they've just sold out a uh, one-off show and I believe they're playing their debut album from front to back. The only time you will ever hear the album from front to back. Uh, I believe it's in Camden Assembly Room. Isn't it? The, show, the show is now sold out, so congratulations to those guys um, on selling the show. I don't mean that to sound condescending, but saying that anything in this day and age where everything is ongoing, it's... Yeah, it's an achievement itself. So, um, yeah, big congratulations to those guys. The album for me offers some great guitar tones, stunning vocals, as well as some, um, you've got a mixture, nice mixture of clean, unclean vocals, um, hooks, drive, and without a doubt, this album is one of the albums of this year. And for me, this, the future is very bright for this band. So if you're not familiar with As Everything and Falls, go and find them. They're on, across your social media platforms, they've got a website, they're on YouTube. Um, no doubt after they've played this show i would envision that that will bring the um, album cycle for within each life the other to an end and they will take some time to chill if they haven't done so already write record and then get ready to go again with their follow-up which um best of luck because as they know as well as anyone putting out your second album is always more of a challenge than doing your first i feel um now we are really getting some exciting territory we are now hitting the top five albums of the year um, I'm going to do a little bit something special for this top five just because if I did it for all the top ten we could be here a little while but um, I'm going to be playing a track off each of these albums um, because they're all absolutely killer now we're hitting some real we're hitting the big hitters guys from us and why these albums are special so the um, number five album of the year and um, I want to give these guys a big shout out as well another great band that I've spoken to is Get ready for it. It's um, Serpent of Spirit. So here comes a, a track called um, The Place of Devils and Wolves.
everyone and welcome back so that was earn um their track the place of devils and wolves which is taken from their dead their, sorry not the dead ground their second album serpent spirit now i again this was something else that really surprised me this year sometimes you were met with surprise in life and honestly i think that i i found that with earn this year um, if it wasn't for emails dropping into the, <laughs> into my inbox from the pr company asking me for their my thoughts on their singles I would not have found this band in, you know, and I think that would have been a real shame not to have found Earn. And what's really cool about Earn at the moment is in such a short amount of time that these three guys have grown in popularity and their stock has risen very, very quickly in the United Kingdom right now. Um, so much so that Matt Heafy from Trivium is a fan of Earn. That's how quickly their stock has risen with this album. And uh, for me, Serpent Spirit showcases the band's talents and it takes cues from all of their influences, whether that be from, you may have heard a bit of Metallica in there, um, to Megadeth or whatever it may be, there's all these different influences that you will hear on this album. And honestly, it's an absolutely incredible album. If you're not familiar with Earn and you're a fan of, say, Orange Goblin, then keep your eyes peeled because all being well, the, t the Orange Goblin's 25th anniversary tour is taking place in the coming weeks and um, you'll be able to catch Earn on one of those dates. And if you haven't got a ticket ready and you want to go, then do so. Um, Serpent and Spirit is out on CD and vinyl uh, from Candlelight Records as well as um, being, you know, you can stream or purchase it via your download sites, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you want to go for your digital music, you will find it. Um, so yeah. A massive shout out to those guys and big thank you to Joe for his time um, on our Earn special that we did earlier this year. Um, really, really happy that I got to, you know, see Earn this year and be a part of the journey. So anyway, moving over to the fourth album of the year is The Greatest Mistake of My Life by Holding Absence. Um, what can I say about this album? It's it's incredible it really really is incredible I've um, been following Holding Absence for a little while not not too long um, but a little while and um, I think I'm going to play you a song anyway that, you've, that is perfect for opening any festival or gig um, for me this album feels like it came out a lifetime ago this year in the sense that it came out in 2021 of April this year and um, we're now in November. It feels like a, such a long time ago in the sense that all the releases that have come out afterwards were from different bands, different genres. So, um, yeah, I'm going to be playing you a track called Celebration Song from the album. Uh, and then we'll come back and we'll share a little bit more thoughts on that and, and the album. And, you know, so here is when he, when he finds it. Just got to find it. Here we go.
everyone, welcome back. Um, so that was Celebration Song from Holden Absence from their second album, The Greatest Mistake of My Life. Um, what a powerful song, it really does open up the album really well. And for those that have seen Holden Absence from um, supporting the album, would know what I'm getting at. I saw them at Sandunk in the summer, and you know, it's been the only time that I have seen Holden Absence in a long time. And phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, definitely a rising band. and. Um, fully deserve the uh, fourth spot for their album The Greatest Mistake on, of My Life on Second Times Albums of the Year for the top ten. Um, they are supporting, uh, I personally, I think this is probably the best UK tour in a long, long time. Uh, you've got for In terms of immersion arts, you've got Static Dress, Wargasm, Holden Absence and Creeper all out on the road, COVID being next month. So if you've got your ticket, enjoy your show if you haven't tickets are floating around but they're floating around in, in the sense of resale sites my advice would be if you want a ticket if you head over to um i think there's a group on creeper on facebook for creepers fan base resale tickets are going on there and fans seem to be exchanging them or selling them uh, at face value so don't go to a, a ticket as tell go through a fan and you know hopefully you can support another fan and you know if they can't make it then they can reclaim their funds back and you get a ticket at a good price um, next on the album, we're getting into the top three albums of 2021 uh, off the top ten list, which is really, really scary um, to think that we're down to this top three already. We have got at number three, are you ready for it? Here comes Gorgira, Fortitude. Um, absolute banner, uh, this one. For me, this, this is the guy's seventh album, and I feel this is a real return to form. It's packed with heavy riffs, melodic tones, a sense of real drive behind this album. And it feels a bit lighter than Magma. Um, in a sense, there's a real balance. Now, you're going to go, well, what do you mean that it feels like? Well, Magma kind of felt like there was no... It had energy, but it kind of felt like a flat energy. And I think I was watching a video the other day where the guys were saying that there were some personal tragedies that took place around Magma and that kind of reflected on the album. And I feel Fortune is a real return... Um, to some sort of real energy in the album it's a, it's a great um, album so without further ado I will be playing you um, Amazonian We'll do apologise there. We seem to have lost Arizona there by Gorgira. That's slightly embarrassing. Let's see if I can get back to that um, for you.
Hello everyone and welcome back to Setting the Tone. Um, so that was Gorgira and their track Amazon from the album Fortitude. Like I said, the seventh album from those guys. Um, a fantastic album, it really is great. Um, I've just realised you can't see my face because I've got album artwork up. Um, so apologies for that. Um, I also want to say a quick apologies for that track kind of going a bit wrong it started and it went wrong a little bit um so apologies for that we are now getting some really exciting territory we've now entered we've inside the top three albums of the year so gorgia fortune was number three our second album out of the top 10 this year is ready it's mastodon hushed and grim um i love this album so so much um i was really fortunate i kind of got to hear it a little bit before most people and um, I had to keep that quite quiet, which was uh, incredibly hard because I know a couple of Mastodon fans and um, I'm trying to build the excitement, get them excited, but without giving, without giving too much away. So it was really hard to do. Um, but big, big fan of these guys. Um, I, I will play you a track from the album. Um, so if you haven't heard anything from it, you get a gist of what it's about. Um, to be honest with you, this album could have easily taken the number one spot this year. But... Um, there's another band and another album that really stole my heart and to be honest with you, everyone that I've listened to, whether it be major artists, underground artists that I've featured on the show or talked about, whether it be on the show or social through my social media or to my mates, everyone really has taken a, a personal touch to me. It really means a lot that I feel yet again, 2021 has delivered from a stunning year that was 2020. It's followed up a perfect sequel yeah, to 2020 uh, 2020 delivered so many good albums 2021 has um done just that as well if not more so um yeah we'll be playing you a track called pushed pushing the toys taken from hush and grim um, which is mastodon's latest album and then uh, we'll come back and share share more here comes pushing the toys
Hello everyone, welcome back. So that was Pushing the Tides from Mastodon's latest album, Hushed and Grim, which came out this year. Um, as I said, this album could have taken number one spot easily. If you haven't listened to it, I urge you to go out and buy it. Uh, Mastodon are just phenomenal at what they do. They've got this sense of mixing kind of like stoner rock, prog rock, metal, all these different infusions together, and they do it really, really well. Um, the more you listen to this album, it gets stronger and stronger on each listen. I've listened to it a few times. I put it on vinyl, and um, I, I didn't realise that I've actually got um, like a defect copy in the effect that um, I think it's the second vinyl. The um, label on the ins in the middle of the vinyl is the same on both sides. Really, really weird. Um, I messaged Mastodon's PR and just said, "Hey, have you got one of the vinyls? And does it look like this?" Um, and they were like no and it's like oh it looks like I've got a defect copy which is absolutely fine it plays absolutely fine it's no doubt it's going to be like a, a weird collector's piece in time to come when people are looking for oddities from Mastodon um, as I said this album gets stronger the more you listen to it it's got so many different layers on each song uh, each song's got different themes and they're, it's just so good it's a really good album to chat to the first time I listened to it on vinyl was um, I think the wife was out I think she'd gone out for the the day or whatever and um, I just got some popcorn I got some cider turned off the lights it was about 7 o'clock at night I think it was a Friday after work as well so it really set the uh, atmosphere and I just put it on I just chilled out to it so it was really really cool um, like I said that is the set number the second album out of the top 10 um, for 2020 from setting the tone really enjoy it and so for those of you who just don't know we'll give you a quick rundown for anyone that may have missed the show. So at number two, we have Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Uh, number three, our third choice album of the year was Gorgia Fortitude. Number four was Holland Absence, The Greatest Mistake of My Life. Number five was Earned Serpent and Spirit. Number six was As Everything Unfolds, Within Each Lies the Other. Number seven was Miles Kennedy's um, second album, The Eyes of March. Number eight was Mammoth um, with Wolfgang Van Halen, um, actually entitled Mammoth as well. Um, Number nine was A Day to Remember You're Welcome, and number ten was Limp Biscuit's latest. Um, I think it's a masterpiece anyway, it still sucks. Right, so we're now entering the top album of 2021 for out of a list of ten albums from Setting the Tone. I don't know if you're ready for it. I'm absolutely excited to be announcing this because I love this band so much. Um, but here it comes, here is the number one album from Setting the Tone, in my opinion, everyone's going to have their own opinions, everyone's going to have their own list, which is absolutely fine. Um, without further delay, guys, I give you, here it is, Trivium, In the Court of the Dragon. Um, I'll be playing you In the Court of the Dragon um, from the album, and then we'll come back and tell you why this album is number one and my thoughts. So here comes In the Court of the Dragon by Trivium.
So, there you have it, guys. That is Setting the Tone's number one album of this year out of a list of te 10 albums. Trivium's in the Court of the Dragon simply because, um, for me personally, ever since the arrival of Alex Bent, who is the drummer of Trivium in 2017, the band has gone strength from strength. As I said, Alex joined in 2017, um, and what follows, in my opinion, was Trivium's best album to date at that time, which was The Sin in the Sentence. Um, the band followed that album up with the album What the Dead Men Say, which came out last year, um, which is another album that I fully enjoyed. And even at this point, I honestly could not believe what I was hearing. You know, we'd had The Sin in the Sentence, we'd now got What the Dead Men Say, and I was like, can can things get any better? You know, Trivium are back, you know, like, thank God they've never gone anywhere, but I think it'd be fair to say that the band had kind of gone through a tricky period of time with a rotation of drum, different drummers and some albums that in part sounded great, in part didn't sound so great. They weren't as strong as it could have been. And um, fast forward through 2020, which was the COVID year, and we're still in COVID times, so don't get me wrong, um, they've put out this year in the Court of the Dragon, which in my opinion, as of today, is Trivium's best album. And that's really hard for me to say because I first got into Trivium way, way back in 2005 when I saw them at Download, um, when they were making the Download, um, uh, if you like, debut on the Saturday on the main stage. And uh, they had a 30-minute set. I think it was like maybe for like five songs, even six songs maybe from Ascendancy, which at the time was the band's second album. Um, and I think the first album that kind of really... that the world got to see, like prior to that, Trivium had released their debut album, Ember to Inferno. But Ascendancy for me was kind of, you know, I think it was the first album they signed to and Roadrunner had put out as well. It's the first album that the world kind of really got to hear, is basically what I'm saying. And then after the download performance, I went away um, absolutely smiling like a Cheshire cat because I think at the time I'd seen the best band I'd ever seen that weekend. And I went and bought Ascendancy and I was blown away with it. It really was. And fast forward to 2021, what, 16 years later, I am still a fan of Trivium, if not even more of a fan um like i said in my opinion it's the best album they've put out and again it just feel i just feel that the guys have risen the bar um from what the dead men say from the sin of the sentence and you know definitely from the previous bodies of work and i think it's no coincidence that ever since that alex bent has been part of this band we've got this trilogy if you like now i don't know if the american fans will kind of get this or if anyone gets what i'm kind of getting that it kind of feels like the, the cornetto trilogy and what I'm getting at is, uh, for those that are a fan of like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, you've got uh, a trilogy of Wells End, uh, Hot Fuzz, and um, Shaun of the Dead, which is like, uh, you know, this trilogy of films. And the, the running joke is the Cornetto. Um, and I'm not saying for one minute it's Alex Bent a Cornetto and Ice Cream, but it just kind of feels like this trilogy of albums. It's no coincidence that since he's part of the band, we've got three solid albums, and you can just see one, two three and they just get better one two three literally um you know i love this band my, my love for this band runs really deep and long may it continue i think this album takes cues uh, in the court of the dragon takes a lot of cues from all the previous bodies of work um and there's different influences you know fans have said oh i can hear some ascendancy i can hear some shogun um i can hear what some what the dead men say and that's that's right you can you can hear all these different elements from the previous bodies of work from Trivium and it's put onto In the Court of the Dragon. So uh, a massive shout out to the guys. I very much to help that they are aware of 
setting the tone on Twitch and setting the tone in general. Um, I have let Lipiag, I've let pretty much a lot of people know the list, um, apart from you guys, the fans, the general public. Um, but a massive congratulations to everyone. Um, if, if a band didn't make the list, it doesn't mean that, that it's a crap album or a bad album or anything like that. It's just my personal opinion of my top 10. And like I said, it could have been the top 15, it could have been the top 20. Uh, I think I did a top 20 for 2020 last year, just because it kind of felt like it had a, a flow to it. But this year, it's for, let's now down to a 10. Um, we're all going to have different lists, you know, whether it be journalists, whether it be radio folk, whether it be fans, whether it be PR, whoever it may be, we're all going to have different lists. Um, but I'm keen to hear what your lists are. I'm keen to hear what do you consider... Um, you know, a great album this year. What's what's really kind of made you go, wow, that was awesome. What's made you fall in love with an album this year that you haven't put it down? You've listened to it front to back. You've, you know, the, the best example I can give an album is um, a band that I love still to stay not longer. A band, unfortunately, a band called Him. Their last album, Tears on Tape. I literally listened to the album front to back, side to side. Any way possible, I could listen to this album. I did. Went with a vinyl, CD digital release I listen to it all through these different means of um, you know kind of whatever way I could and just soak it in and to me that's one of the things that I love about music it's it's getting something that you hear and you fall in love with it and you don't put it down so um, yeah I hope everyone's had a great year for releases for me I think 2021 has been a very very strong year and who knows what 2023 looks like who knows um, I think some albums that are kind of forecast to come out we've got Ozzy's album Ozzy Osbourne who unfortunately not him personally but um, his team have postponed the UK dates till next year which I feel like the third time I think it's been postponed um, for the tour his final farewell tour no more no more tours um, I think that's probably the biggest one I f- believe we'll see we've got a call album scheduled for February um, and they've just dropped a single off the album which sounds very very good um, Slipknot dropped a single the other day um, we'll definitely see an album from them so who knows who else is putting out albums but I think the idea is to keep an eye out what, who would I like to see an album from um, would be a question who would I like to see an album from next year I'd like to see Blink I'd like to see a Blink Two album and I don't mean to be rude but I don't want to see Matt Skiba on it not because I don't like Matt Skiba I love Matt Skiba I think he's phenomenal I think he's definitely added elements but I'd love to see Tom Dillon back on the Blink album. In fact, I'll tell you what I'd like to see, being completely honest, putting it out there. I'd like to see Mark Hoppus, Travis Barker, Tom Dillon, and Matt Skiba on an album. I'd like to see them all come together. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm forecasting we're going to see a Blink album, we're going to see an Ozzy Osbourne album, Slipknot, definitely a Corn album. Um, I don't know what else, but one thing's certain, it's exciting times. 2023 will be exciting for releases. If it's anything to follow from the last two years, Wow, <laughs> wow! And as always, there's always bands that you don't know about. There's always bands that are, you know, making their way through, that are pushing their music out through PRs or their own methods. So, I welcome it. I absolutely welcome it, guys. Massive, massive thank you for tuning in today on this Saturday to hear Seven Tones top ten albums of 2021. Uh, a final rundown before we go. We have got Trivium at In the Court of the Dragon at number one, Mastodon, Hushed and Grim. Gorgia at number three, Fortitude, Holding Absence, The Greatest Mistake of Life at number four, Earn Serpent Spirit at number five, number six was As, as Everything and Forest with Each Lies the Other, number seven was Mars Kennedy, The Eyes of March, number eight is Mammoth, uh, Wolfgang Van Halen, Title Mammoth, 
Number nine was a day to remember you're welcome. Number 10 was Limp Biscuit still sucks. That is your set, your top 10 albums from Set and Toe for 2021. I hope you enjoyed it. Please, if you haven't done so already, can I ask you to like, subscribe? We're on Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Facebook and Instagram, it is Set and Tone UK Podcast. And that's for both those platforms. For Twitter, it's um, STT UK Podcast. Twitch, I believe it is um, Set and Tone UK Podcast when you type in Twitch. Um, if, if you haven't done so many, the show goes out on Amazon, Spotify, iTunes, please subscribe so you can catch up with previous episodes and stand for future episodes when they drop. Uh, a massive thank you to your support, as always, um, and I look forward to catching you very soon. Uh, that will be all from Set the Tone, guys. Bye-bye for now.